9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Plug Yourself, where we return to the Go Quarantine Yourself uh, format, which means it's just the hosts of the show. It was going to be all four of us, but then there was some kind of a situation with Kat and Ines. So it's just Lawrence, Chris, and myself kind of talking about the year that was the year in quarantine. This is the one year anniversary of when the podcast went remote. So uh, yeah, we talk about sort of just uh, a roundtable discussion of some of the stuff we've been watching, the year we've been having, some of current events uh, and stuff. Just just really a uh, low-key podcast to kind of ease you in to the second year of isolation. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is a uh, more and more vaccination news is happening every single solitary day. So one day this podcast is going to be recorded in person. Uh, until then, though, enjoy this one. We recorded it again remote. Uh, uh, go plug yourself and uh, obviously go quarantine yourself. Stay in self-isolation until we all have the vaccine. Do yourselves a favor. Thank you. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. Go plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. It's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. But yeah, no, I remember um, getting, like, yeah, like something like a paper cut on my eye at one point as a kid. And I just remember it taking so long to heal. Not necessarily like your mom, not necessarily a four year deal, but and then but just like the pain of every time I blinked. There was like Ooh. like wincing, like like it felt like almost like not necessarily like a, another cut, but like it's still like every time I blinked, it was like pain, pain. It was the absolute worst. Oh, look at Vendito with his professional setup here and like with his uh with your pop the, filter. I took mine off because I kept bumping into it. Uh, if I'm if I'm to understand correctly, you started this podcast talking about a paper cut you received in the eye. In the eye. Yeah. And you think our thousands of listeners need to hear about that? I mean, this was a let's catch up with the hosts episode. So, like, what else am I going to talk about? Buddies! <laughs> a guy threw a ma- – this is what happened. This is what happened. A guy threw a magazine, like a rolled-up magazine, at me while I was not paying attention. And, like, it, it got me right in the eye. And it was so much more painful. And it was, like, it was also one of those things where I'm sure if you guys have roughhoused with boys and whatnot, or ladies, I don't know, if you're just roughhousing – how you're like it's all fun and games until like someone loses an eye like yeah. it it was it was that moment of like immediate you regret it, yourself and like to everyone to understand that the views of keith heisterman do not essentially <laughs> reflect the views yeah. of the rest of the people on the show well, you're usually, saying, this, usually this warning is exclusively safe for walter j ling but here <laughs> keith is yeah. talking about roughhousing with women yeah yeah we just to be clear chris vendito and lawrence corber do not roughhouse with women nor do we hornswoggle, you know, we're very, yeah. We're very respectful. It's fucking, it's Women's Month, and we're, and this is how we're leading off the show. You never, like, had horseplay with women? Oh, I've, oh, you see, this is, see, we're learning a lot about Keith tonight. Keith, tell us, tell us your ways. Is this, like, a strategy? Is this something? It's, no, 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 not, not even. It's like it's a that, flirting like, sex thing? No, not even remotely. It was me, yeah, throughout most of college, was like 130 pounds, and like women could toss me around. Like it was not 130 yeah. pounds up until grade yeah. three. There's, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a market for that though. Look, if you're into that and you want women, you're like suplex me, baby. Like that's, you know. I don't know. I, I just know that like I, I like Walter's wife would like deck me on the regular, and I would, I like, <laughs> there'd be like, 
There was horseplay back. It was not a... Shout out to Catherine. <laughs> exactly. Who could still level me? Like, that's not even a... Yeah, I wouldn't fight Catherine. She, she's tough. She deals yeah. with Walter every day. She, she has... <laughs> you know, there's an inherent toughness there I don't want to challenge. So. Exactly. They're like, oh, like the strength of a mom. And you're like, no, no, no. The strength of being married to Walter. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Just impervious to a bunch of poisons. Like, there's just a bunch of benefits there. Yeah. You want to know who should be up for a Nobel Peace Prize? Hey. <laughs> hey. Anyway, so, yeah. someone threw a magazine in your face? Yeah, like a rolled up newspaper or like a magazine or whatever. And just, it was just like, it was not even a hard, it was like lobbed, but just okay. like hit me in the face, caught me in the eye. And uh, like, it hurt so bad. Like, we were, I think we were like, we were just drinking and screwing around or whatever. This was in college. And Engage, engaging in general horseplay. Engaging in general horseplay, as one does when they're right. in their college uh, salad days, I guess. Um, salad, college salad, salad days. days. Salad. Obviously, days. Lawrence and I have questions about yeah, salad. salad not, days. What are the salad days? Your salad days are like your carefree days, right? Like that's the that's an expression. I'm Is pretty that? sure. How old are I you? That's a turn of phrase. Your salad days, I believe, are like your 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 carefree your carefree time. I drop I drop dollars to donuts as a as a okay. uh, a phrase the other night, and my brother looked at me. He's like, "Bro, we gotta get you <laughs> out of the house." Well, this is really fun. So, salad days is a studio album by Mark Mac DeMarco. Yes. And dictionary one salad days the period when one is young and inexperienced. Yeah. Oh shit! I learned something today. Yeah, and I, I was like, I, like you had me doubting it. I was like, I'm very sure I used this expression correctly. <laughs> also, it's, ex, it's Shakespeare. It's, oh, uh, you, you, buried, you buried the lead there, Corbett. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Shakespeare? It's fucking Shakespeare, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that Keith was so well-read. Like, I'm, I'm semi-illiterate, so the fact that he's quoting Shakespeare is definitely going over my head, but... Anyway. Yeah, so <laughs> magazine, magazine <laughs> really in the want, eye I, is I what like I'm this, saying. I feel like the the start of this podcast is a solid seven and a half on ten. You think? Yeah. 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 I thought you were gonna say it was like a solid seven minutes for a terrible open mic. Like it was just. No, no, it's <laughs> no, just better than seen, a lot of. Seen, yeah, yeah, I've seen, seen, seen way worse. Apparently, uh, uh, performance spaces are back open. Did you guys hear that? Well, they're taking bookings of some kind. I, I was gonna just to to wrap up my eye issue. Uh, the episode oh, image since I made it this afternoon we includes Ines, and Ines is not here because she got scratched in the eye by a cat. So so that allegedly. there allegedly allegedly thoughts and prayers go out to Ines. And if I see Ines any of cat. her posts on Instagram and she is not have like a gnarly. Uh, oh my god scratch across it's the funny, eye it's probably gonna be on our uh shit show jackbox tv session later so oh shit lawrence and i will see her keith yeah. that. and then yeah. and then why not let's bring keith in What's you should bring keith in i'm, I'm most i'm very much kidding about if, if if nothing keith would be a catalyst to enrage walter which is kind of oh yeah that, that okay can we talk about so if it's <laughs> hanging out tonight can we talk about the uh, like unbridled rage that you guys kind of have for each other like usually two people when they interact there's a kind of escalation maybe a magazine gets thrown to the eye but you guys <laughs> go from fucking zero to 60 like immediately where does that cut talk to us about that? okay so first i don't of all, hold on keith oh, i, I want to answer for i want to answer on behalf of both of us real quick walter wouldn't appreciate this carry on <laughs> what, what would you not appreciate because he's not here to, to defend himself I will say I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any any 
presupposition or whatever about Walter's position. I will say that I've been friends with Walter for, I guess, 10, 11 years, maybe even 12. And there are certain things that I do to a lot of my friends, even and even you guys have, have probably experienced a little bit where I'll, I'll be like a little trolley and I'll just be like kind of kind of baiting you anyways. And I for whatever reason, I mean, namely that he's Walter, just that it makes him go to zero to 100 anytime. Like as soon as I, I, I we were talking about this this weekend, one of my all time favorite Walter trolls in history was uh, he had just finished a shoot or whatever. And he was like, that's a wrap on whatever. And I just acted like I didn't know what that's a wrap meant. I was like, 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 like a chicken wrap. Like they gave you a, like, like a sandwich or whatever. <laughs> oh, and geez. he like, he went off and got no, so no, angry. Please. And he's like, you mean to believe that like, you're leading me to believe that you've never heard this turn of phrase like before <laughs> or whatever. And it it was very funny. And I was like, okay, whatever. And, and just kind of did it. And, uh, <clears throat> and it, what I found out later was like, he like apparently like went to Raz and was like, Keith's never heard what that's a rap. And she was like, Keith's fucking with you. Like, yes, he's heard, he's heard of that phrase, Walter. Like, what are you, why are you getting so fired up about this? I'm, uh, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get a little pain in my back now that we're talking about Walty uh, behind his back like this. Um, oh, I say face. Oh, and then he would, then he would yell at me. Behind his back, Chris, we're releasing this podcast to the yeah, exactly. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. And like, and then if he listens, he's going to call me right away. And he's like, you piece of shit. You didn't jump in. <laughs> and and no, because I agree with everything being said. And Chris, also what you fail to recognize is he's going to call you. <laughs> no, I don't think he fails to recognize that. I think it's not going to call you. This is the point I'm making. I, of course I recognize you're, that. You're, you're the point man on the Walter task Fucking force. And that's what happens. Like, mustache <laughs> Corber woke up and chose violence this afternoon. <laughs> Uh, what's next what's next we're gonna talk about north korea what other what other shit you want to throw out there that could get us killed (laughs) Uh, Um, although i will to to finish off on walter i will say that (laughs) despite this our relationship and friendship has endured like 11 to 12 years which is not true of a lot of of everyone that's true Uh, and and i feel it feels like 45 years for me yeah this the, your friend friendship enemy ship frenemy ship has aged both of you. I feel like it's <laughs> oh, it's not enemy. It's pure friendship. It's just that we both have cornered the market on pissing each other off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nobody... I feel you're not making you're not making room for me to piss off Walter by that situation. No, no, Keith, Keith. <laughs> there's a difference between how you piss Walter off and how I do. Like, uh, I'm, okay, I'm not saying that we don't have our own styles. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying mine is is much more specific, and he hangs on to it. And there's like long conversations that always have to end with me going, "All right, Walter, let's move on." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's ultimately what um, <laughs> like is the fact that I don't ever usually do that. Could we? Could we? Could we <laughs> just this like last three minutes is like a social breakout. Uh, to, to promo the podcast. The, the cast shares their thoughts on Walter one year later. <laughs> it's you know a year, eh? It's been it's a funny. year. That's wild. I told him we're doing this tonight, and he's like, what, you guys didn't invite me? And I'm like, you have been off the show for now 13 <laughs> months. And I nobody, it's like, this is the equivalent of like a baseball coach or a baseball manager getting fired 
and then 13 months later, or quitting, excuse me, quitting. Retiring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Retiring, and, mm-hmm. and like a year later saying, hey, how come you don't call me for lineup changes? <laughs> it's true. Well, I was, uh, it, it, that had me like thinking about something, but then I, I focused back on the year. Yeah, it has been, uh, like that, I wrote that, this is the one year remote recording anniversary of uh of the show really right like this was the i think this this time last year was when the show moved to remote recording where are we doing uh, a new segment of favorite things we've learned in the last year oh Oh, good we could new segment time before okay time out time out on the play before we go there i think it's we have to call out the fact that keith you've really kept this motherfucker running dude yeah. This has been, you've really, you do a lot of like 99% of the legwork. Chris and I essentially show up and talk shit and <laughs> do everything else. And we don't, we never kind of tell you that we appreciate it, but we really oh, do when right. we talk about it. So, Actually, um, <laughs> and uh, now that I've uh, expressed my feelings, I'm going to retreat back into my asshole-ish persona. I that I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything else, and I mean I did <laughs> do the show for nearly a decade with Walter doing very little. So <laughs> one of my favorite things about Chris working is with now Walter. Sweating. He goes, I thought we were off this topic. Yeah, I thought we were moving <laughs> on from Walter. Walter. One of my favorite things it's about the ten fault. years, the ten years of recording with Walter was what what and and I and I'm in no way Walter booked a ton of guests. Walter uh, hooked us up with a bunch of things. Don't want to diminish that. But sometimes if I had someone booked and then Walter booked someone that he wanted more, and he's like, just ditch the guest, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, dude, I was like, what's already scheduled? He's like, yeah, but this person's cooler. (laughs) (laughs) And like most Walter things, he's not wrong, but it's still not the right thing to do. (laughs) You know, I was like, like, I'm like. That big Lebowski meme. (laughs) So what was this, uh, what was the segment you're pitching, Chris? It's a new segment. It's called Things We've Learned Since We've Been Home. Uh, Sponsored. We have sponsors. We sponsored. Manscaped will sponsor anything. By Saputo. Oh. Oh. Well. Shout out to Saputo, you grimy motherfuckers who've taken cornered the cheese market. We're going to talk a lot about cornering markets tonight. And, anyways. um, Lessons (laughs) learned. Lessons learned. Lessons learned. Things. uh, We could go. We could start with things we've uh, learned about ourselves or entertainment. I have something for you guys that I want to talk to you about. That's why I've kind of steered us in this direction. Cool. But I want to know Fashion. what you guys uh, think first. Uh, well, I don't okay. know. Is there something new you discovered? Uh, TV I, I, show or I music? Feel like, I feel like you have a direction, so I want you to kick us off, and then we'll kind of well, add I, one after. I, I have a, a, a very topical thing. That oh, go ahead. In the, in the pandemic... Uh, I had not watched. Uh, that's not not a single. I had watched one DCEU movie before the start of the pandemic, and that was the original Suicide Squad. Uh, throughout the pandemic, I've you made my way through all of them. Oh wow! The DCEU movies? You mean like Batman versus Superman and Justice League? Yeah, exactly. Man, Man of Steel. Man, Man of Steel. Oh, okay. uh, Aquaman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. The two Wonder Womans. The other Harley Quinn movie. The. The second uh, we don't, Wonder we Woman. Don't talk about the second Wonder Woman. The yeah. second Wonder Woman movie was not good. It oh. was hot garbage. They 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 oh. vary all over the place. I would so far I'm on the record as saying, uh, Aquaman is probably the best of the bunch. 
yes. by like by like a pretty pretty wide margin. I did see the director's cut of Batman v Superman, okay. which uh, is longer. And apparently, of course it is. is. It's a Zack it's, Snyder cut. It's, obviously, it's Zack Snyder, and it but the um, it it has a lot more of the political stuff. Which is, I, I guess, like your mileage might vary on how interesting that is, but it does frame a lot of what happens a lot better than apparently the theatrical one did. Do they still scream about Martha at the end? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like all the right. all the major notes are there. But anyway, so all that to say, Martha Lord. That tomorrow. That's my mother's name. When the podcast comes <laughs> Why out, did you we say that name. We finally get the four-hour Snyder cut, which it's was tomorrow. I thought it was Saturday. This is no, Saturday? it's March 18th. It comes out on Thursday, like a I like a real movie. I thought it. Was, I thought it was. I, I'm I'm not guys. I love superheroes. I love superheroes. I I've read comic books my whole life. I play the video games. I watch all the movies. I love it. I'm not sitting down for four fucking hours. <laughs> oh, I am. What else are you gonna do? Right. Anything. Anything else? Your voice has has gotten lower somehow. Yeah, Keith, yeah. Is he away from the mic? Am I, you need one of these, Boa. I need. Hey, yeah, hey. I need. I need definitely. Is this better? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I, I can hear you. It's, it's not maybe, that you disappeared. Maybe it's just, just a growl. Got... Maybe it's just the gravel in my voice when I'm I talking. I need you to be. Oh yeah, that's talking. better. That's you see, it. you see, Lawrence has a problem in stand-up. It's that sometimes he'll keep the mic too low. That's and true. Sound, and sound I, guys hate him for it. They love him as a comedian, but true. they hate him as a worker yeah. because his mic, his mic game sometimes will be at, like on his belt buckle. And I'm like, what mic do you think this is a fucking comedy <laughs> comedy club? It's not uh, catching that. I uh, I've been I've gotten better at that though. That was something, especially early in my career, that was really bad at. As someone who's had to like produce many shows that he was on yeah. to play with his volume, it's like sometimes people would come to me when uh, the old works, uh, rest in peace, and they'd be like, "Could you bump up Lauren's sound?" And I'm like, "It's at the max. The sound system already sucks. <laughs> okay, the just, sound system already fucking sucks." <laughs> I'm just gonna pull a Nate Macintosh and just scream my jokes. But, but I was gonna say, but some like you do have a couple of bits where you you do get a little loud. So I, like if yeah, you have a lot of there's a lot of his bits where and we're not at, you know we're not litigating Lawrence's comedy material. There's a lot of bits where the words are important and they're <coughs> chosen very carefully. It's not like Chris Vendito who just goes up there and hacks it up. Like <laughs> Lawrence Korber is is meticulous in the words to jokes and you need to catch him. And, you know, sometimes, you know, in the back, my heart hurts because I can't hear Lawrence that well and I weep a bit. Maybe you should get like a, a Tony Robbins like headset mic so that like I it, would, it. I would fucking love that. Like, honestly, You'd rock that? Really? I would because okay, your birthday's coming I, up and we can get the. <laughs> bro, get, uh, but I don't know about like bring it to a club. I feel like an asshole bring it to a club and be like, mic me up, please. Like just standing <laughs> there with my arms out. <laughs> Like I'm doing an interview on TV, like, mic me up, Theo. Like, just get it around my belt and just get it in there. Like, I, you know, I feel like... I don't know. What you need to do is get one of the wireless ones with your own belt pack or whatever. So you, you, you arrive, like, hooked up and you're just like, plug this in. Yeah, Ev like, <laughs> hooks you up while you before you leave the house. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. That's it. So you just have to plug the receiver into the board, right? So you just, like, plug this in. Oh, it'll be fine. You just, like, and you're already wire packed up and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. underneath my clothes that's so fucking funny uh so speaking of uh dc movies i guess uh yeah but yeah holy crap uh, the reviews wow. the reviews are wildly all over the place too like yeah. like like one like some of them like rolling stone and variety have had like glowing reviews where uh the variety one was saying that it like literally belongs uh 
without saying these words, it says it belongs on the Mount Rushmore of superhero movies. Like it stands with like Black Panther. Uh, yeah, what was the movies they dropped? They were like Spider-Man 2, Black Panther, and Dark Knight. Like it stands among them. Who said that? Variety. Variety. Yeah, yeah. Variety was uh, was for like at Zack Snyder's house while he was redoing the fucking movie. He's like, look at this Variety. Isn't this shit fucking weeding, man? Always fucking shit up. <laughs> Who told him to cut this forty-five minutes of exposition? Not me. Apparently, yeah. the epilogue is like shows alternate realities and is like a half hour. Like, yeah, that's the that's the sequence where Batman is like, uh, you know, like the where they're in like the desert or whatever, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. now like the Joker's there all of a sudden. Jared Leto's Joker's in it somehow. And another another review that I that I saw said that in their various time frames, both the 2017 Justice League and the 2021 Justice League serve as the absolute worst rendition of a superhero film. Oh wow. Jesus. They were not invited to the luncheon Zoom meeting. No. <laughs> and also then then as it is the gift that keeps on giving, um Microsoft Teams uh had crashed on Monday globally. Like had yeah. a worldwide cl- crash, which also somehow impacted uh Zack Snyder giving his personal uh introduction and whatever to the the world premiere which was like an exclusive Zoom meeting. So we just didn't happen on Monday night as it was planned. And like people were waiting for hours as Zach was angrily tweeting stuff. Anyway, I'm, I'm incredibly drawn to this film, like a car crash. Like I don't expect it to be good, but I, I've now watched all of it throughout the pandemic. I expect it to be good. Hold on. Oh, I expect it to be better than the last. I don't expect it to be the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen. I expect it to be better than the dog pile of shit. That was the original Josh Whedon cut. That's I didn't hate the Joss Whedon one. It was bad. I did. I did. Come on, but man. It, you you have so much hate for the last season of Game of Thrones, but then you were like kind of kind of in on the fucking Josh Whedon cut of Justice I mean, League. Again, though, I come from I come from the viewing reality of having watched all of them, and because it it wasn't the absolute worst, I was like, eh, <laughs> like you know, I'm not saying that like I'll ever watch it again or have any love for it, but I'm like, it was better than, in my opinion, better than Man of Steel. And better than Batman v Superman. But that like, doesn't mean those, it's good. No, it doesn't. But I'm just saying, but like people who were like, it's the worst ever. I was like, no, the worst ever was Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. Those were dog shit. Those were the worst ever. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Batman v Superman? You weren't a fan? No. At all? No, it was so dumb and bad. Have you guys seen it? was an Easter release. So? So? What does that mean? <laughs> Jesus was back. The movie was good. Oh. oh. That's how that works. Chris, do do I celebrate Easter? You do when you come to the Vendito house, baby. That's true. You guys feed me real good. Keith, do you yeah. celebrate Easter? No. So we don't give a shit about Easter. I mean, I do. It's okay, well, hang on. But but again, but I do when I'm married to an Italian. Like, uh, I'll take the food. There. Like, but there's no, uh, I, I never had Easter growing up or whatnot. I just have, the mother-in-law is literally, we, we borrowed their car uh, to go up to a cabin last week. And and return the car back. And she's like, what are we what am I make? What should I make for Easter? And I'm like, what are you talking about, Maria? Yeah. Like, we're, we're still very, very much in the pandemic. She's like, oh, no, I'm going to make everybody like plates. No, pandemic's and, over. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Hey, she's vaccinated, right? My uh, all of my well, no, my 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 mother and my father in law are vaccinated and my dad gets his first dose in uh, eight or nine days or something like that. So it's happening. Shout out to vaccines. So shout out to vaccines. Go Moderna. Did you? Who said they liked Batman versus Superman? Let's be clear. 
Chris, what the it fuck? It wasn't what a good movie, fuck? but uh, it's a, it was an enjoyable time. Have you watched the new Superman TV show, Superman and Lois? No, I've heard it's good, though. I would argue, and I apologize, you guys can hear me. I feel like I'm chewing every episode. This is just when I usually eat, <laughs> so I have to apologize. I'm so sorry, but daddy's got to eat, so this is how it is. Um, mm-hmm. This Superman TV show. And we also talk one. about the fact that you were brought food by your fiance. Isn't she the best? Yeah. It's incredible. Oh, well, shout I out. Start, shout out to Eve. Shout yeah. out to, shout out to, to Eve. best fiance in the game. You know, and um, yeah, she was great. We're like planning it out. I'm like, what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? I'm like, this won't be done by the time of the podcast. She's like, you go do your show with your friends. Oh, it, it was adorable. She's the best. You and we got to show with your friends. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit more serious than that, Eve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You yeah. began to do your. Why are you doing air quotes with show yeah, and it friends? Is a, we we, have, we it. have hundreds upon hundreds of fans. That's right. That's, and that's facts. This episode sponsored by Manscaped. Lawnmower yeah. 3.0. <laughs> in case your balls are hairy. Anyway, now that we got our plugs out of the way, they have my um, intention with that though. I'm not gonna lie. Because they market everywhere. They market on every fucking space in the world. They're on podcast and. They're on commercials. We should actually, yeah, we should actually pitch them to sponsor us. We should give them the a number, the numbers of downloads we get in the last six months. Yep. Get a fucking sponsor, and that like, way, what, is, Lawrence what numbers do they need? Like, we legitimately do a couple thousand downloads a month. Like, that's a real Look, thing. Woo! Cash, baby. Cash, and I'm cash, not getting, cash. Wait, wait, wait. We do that. I'm not getting paid for this. This is. I mean, nobody gets paid. I don't make any money from that either. We have, we have a, like, there's, there's a general we have to Patreon. monetize, boys. There's a general Patreon that we have for the website, but I still don't necessarily make my hosting fees back <laughs> with with the weak ass Patreon that we have. Uh, we so. never boost it. Single we boost nev- it. Yeah, we've never plugged the Patreon. Mm. Plug it now, Keith. What's the goddamn Patreon? There's a Patreon. Patreon.com slash 9to5cc. But there's no go plug yourself special content on that because it is always complicated. I know, but if you appreciate the hours of audio and enjoy That's true. You can give me yeah. money. You can give well. You give also, us, you also. Us. Well, that, that here I will say yes. this now to 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 you boys and to our listeners. Uh, I've always always wanted to pay everybody, but I was like, my mind was like, I was like, as soon as I make, I can pay for the hosting fees because right now I pay that out of pocket, so it costs me money every month. I was like, if I can make those back, then I'll I'll pitch some money forward, and I've never made it to that amount. Well, because <laughs> we haven't tried to monetize it. We haven't tried to monetize. We need ads. We need ads. We need ads. Yeah, we definitely need ads. I've always, yeah. I've always thought, I've said this before, that there's it's like a, a workshop podcast tonight. Yeah, I've, I feel that there's a uh, nailing it. Holy shit, this is a great. Very yeah. easy transition to getting some sort of a like a sex shop to sponsor us because the plug thing. I think right. Lawrence could be the face of Manscaped for sure for the Montreal region. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the body of Manscaped. No, I think uh, I think we we'll put Walter forward for that one. Yep. You. <laughs> He, no, but Walter's shop. not a, Walter's not a hairy person. No, I'm, right? I'm he just has a hairy head. Uh, I'm I've, I've been camping with Walter and and seen him swimming. It's there's nothing. And look, like, here's he's, the, here's he's like the a big a big hairy headed baby. The <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 views so, of Keith Heisterman <laughs> do not reflect those of Lawrence Corber and Christopher Vadito, specifically when it comes to how hairy or not hairy Walter J. Ling is. Thank you. I like the how same. you, you expect the guy to have a hairy whole thing. No. That's well, the official title. So hmm. Superman and Lois, for my money, is the best on-screen depiction of Superman ever. Wow. Heavy, heavy mm-hmm. Christopher low Reeves bar, though, to be fair. rolling around in his grave. Better than Christopher Reeves. Better than uh, Brandon Ruth. 
Dean better Kane. than Dean Kane. <laughs> well, Brandon, Brandon <laughs> Ruth Fox is better than conservative Dean fuck. Um, better no, than like, Henry Cavill. Forget Dean Kane's like personal views for a second. He was a generally bad. He was a be- generally bad Superman. Mm. And uh, you know, it's like he's grown into like a fucking hack who's worse than like what's his name? Uh, who's Gina Carano? You know, the, that oh, group. Yeah. They all should get together and make like a fucking musical saying People we are oppressed. Her. People defended her, bro. It's yeah, fucking Ben Shapiro pitched her uh, a film. <laughs> she just came out with that. We're gonna make a movie. Fuck you. Oh, what? I just finished watching season two of Mandalorian. I was behind on Mandalorian. And so I was like, started, it stopped, it started, it stopped it. And like one of the reasons that I slowed down watching it was because I was, I had like about three or four episodes left when the Gina Carano stuff started happening. And I was like, oh man, now I can't like enjoy this. Cause I'm like, you're not, you're not a rebel, you know, like lost daughter of Alderaan. You're an asshole. <laughs> really? Like, that affected your enjoyment of it? Yeah, absolutely. That that happens to me all the time. Like I I like genuinely haven't seen a Woody Allen movie in like a decade. Like, no, that I understand. But like, yep, they're great. If you're films. already if you're already watching it, I would say continue to watch it. Like, oh, I finished it. Like I'm not saying, yeah. but but yeah. it like it slowed down my enjoyment of it because <laughs> I was just like I was like ugh, like it was like it was too new and fresh and whatever. I have a hard time like uh, if someone it, comes out and does shitty things, I have a hard time enjoying them the in my fiction. Can't watch anymore thanks to Army Hammer being a maniac. You know. I can't Army think of Hammer. any actually. Oh wait, Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. <laughs> there was that fruit movie too. Fruit movie? Peach. Something with the peach. They fuck a peach. They fuck a peach. James and the Giant Peach. No, no, no. It was like American a very actor. important story for like uh you know, the future of humanity and So I'm I'm not not trying to be facetious. What did he do? I didn't. I didn't read up about what he did. What did he? Apparently, do? he eats people and also likes to sexually assault women. Fuck. Eating people though. Eating. People? Like I, I don't want to diminish the sexually assaulting women. I know it's hard not to. Deserves to be canceled, but like also cannibalism. <laughs> like. It's okay, really hard so his to... his first uh, name is Armand. Uh, his nickname is kid. Army. Yeah, his he's father. His true. father was like a. He came from money. What's his name? Uh, John Oliver just did this week. Uh, just did, uh, did an entire episode on Tucker Carlson. Tucker like Swanson Carlson or whatever. His yeah, name and his and his and his brother's name is worse. His brother's name is like Beckley Swanson Buckley. or Peck. Buckley, which, which, yeah, Buckley, which cracked me up because I was like, it retroactively made the fact that um, the the rich the rich son in Kimmy Schmidt was named Buckley. Which I was yeah. like, was that a burn? <laughs> like, and I was like, I think it's, the... just an, it's an inherently shitty name. It's like if you hear someone's like Braxton, you're like, fuck, this kid's. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Uh, it yeah. also easily could have been a burn, right? Like the the writing sure. on on Kimmy Schmidt is is so good. The, the writers' room would absolutely be like, what's the shittiest rich kid name in the world? <laughs> Tucker Carlson's brother's name is Buckley. Our rich kid is named Buckley. Yeah. Um. So Chris, I'm not seeing the fruit movie. I got Lone Ranger, Entourage, Man from Uncle, Birth of a Nation, Nocturnal Animals, Free Fire, Mine, Call Me by Your Name, Final Portrait, Cards. Call Me by Your Name is the fruit movie. How is that a fruit movie? They have sex with a peach in it. One of the characters fucks a peach or comes in a peach. This is a. Oh, okay. This is like a. Is it a comedy like American Pie? I don't know if it's comedy or not. I know it was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, So not a comedy. 
not a comedy, a very serious look at a love story between two white rich boys in Italy. Wow. So, Chris, we f- I feel we are sidetracked from the, the issue at hand, which is what did, what did you discover during the pandemic? Yeah, you had a whole bit you wanted to do. Army Hammer. <laughs> you watched, oh, the, the, you watched the entire filmography of Army Hammer, and now you're like, The Shit. Army Hammer news hit me like a ton of bricks, because that was wild. <laughs> like, you're in this day and age, we are used, unfortunately, unfortunately, we are used to many men in Hollywood being discovered as, like, truly awful human beings and pigs. Mm-hmm. But it's never crossed over to cannibalism. That's American and Psycho shit, right? Like, that's, like, in the book and the film American Psycho, where he's like, I ate an eye, or whatever, when he's having his breakdown. Like, that's another thing. Like, and, I, and again, I don't want to diminish the other terrible things he does, but, like, cannibalism, eh? That's, it, like... The funny, the funny part about the whole, and there's not many funny parts about this Army Hammer thing. <laughs> the funniest part, though, is that on, on January 1st, his New Year's message to his fans was 2021 is going to kneel down before me and kiss my feet because this year I'm the boss. 2020 was a cheap shot. No one was expecting except a lot of scientists and doctors. <laughs> now I know what we are up against and it's time to go to war. I and I'm fueled by the hearts of men that I've eaten. I don't know. I w- a couple of days after this Army Hammer tweet is what led me to my idea for t- now. Anybody who knows me knows Chris Vendito, fan of musicals, I like musicals, big fan. I, I enjoy partaking in the theater, and I yeah. also enjoy watching films uh, full of music. It's a nice escape from reality. Thoughts on put cats? A bunch- huh? Thoughts on cats? It's a bummer. It was a real bummer. You know, um, the last movie I saw in theaters was Cats with Ines, and it's this is the worst memory. But the reason I care about this and want to bring it up is because I and my sister and I, because of the lockdown and whatever, we've been watching a lot of stuff together. And uh, we watched with my mom. We watched uh, The Greatest Showman, a Hugh Jackson film. It's on Star couple, Disney Plus Star. Yes, Disney Plus movie. It, we, it came out a couple of years ago. It's about it's a it's a take on P.T. Barnum, who was like a circus. You yeah, know, the Barnum Bailey stuff, like the. Yeah. The movie's okay. It's not you know it's not like nothing to write home about. The real inspirational shit from this movie is how they got this movie made. Uh, it's these two Broadway guys who wrote <coughs> all the music for the film. Mm-hmm. And they had to have this huge pitch meeting before to get the movie green lit. And they asked a bunch of Broadway stars like Cynthia Erivo and Hugh Jackman was there and Lauren Allard, like these big time people basically in, in, in that circle of the entertainment world help out to get the movie green lit. They did a read through and live performed all the music with a fucking choir. Now, if anybody really like this, knows that's the pitch, like the pitch is this Keith, these these two videos online that you gotta watch. Um, it's them basically in like a performance hall, um, and they are read throughing the movie, but they're also performing the songs. And two of the songs they performed are these viral video sensations where you have a bunch of Broadway kids and like Hugh Jackman begging the studio to make them make this fucking movie. It is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And I just want to share. I just want to share that I I appreciate when. There is good art made. And it, it, just imagine, like Lawrence and I, like Lawrence, imagine yep. that you're in a fucking like, small studio, basically, yep. and you have a chance to get a, pro- a dream project of yours green lit. And then all these 
execs from this huge movie company are here to see you guys perform. And and on top of that, Hugh Jackman had like skin like a skin cancer thing removed the day before this pitch, so he couldn't sing. So it was this whole thing. It is insane the making of this movie. And it's something I discovered recently and I thought it was worth mentioning in this segment. Was it good though, the movie? It was alright. The movie was alright. The videos online are way better. Ah. The behind the scenes making of the movie way better. I like really find as a being a fan of like stage musicals, I I find film musicals are so hard to pull off in any way that I care about. Well, Hairspray, I, I've watched Hairspray like maybe thirty times. It's a fun movie. It's a really good mo- movie. Uh, Rent, which is a bit more back in the day, mm-hmm. also really good as a musical from film. Um, but there's yep. been some blunders. I mean, yeah. la, the Lemmy's Arabel is very polarizing. Uh, it and was then, all right. Yeah, and most Disney animated features are musicals. It's true. Essentially. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney. Sweeney Todd, I think, is kind of underrated. Sweeney Todd is underrated. That's but like, it's also a bit more niche. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's and there was there was like a vibe, uh, like there was a couple of weird like musical horrors that kind of there was like Repo the Genetic Opera. Also, yeah, weird. That was so weird. That was like so, the, with the guy from Buffy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. The, the 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 librarian from Buffy featured prominently in that. And there was there was another one too. There was another weird weird horror musical. There was like that that there was three or four of them that came out within the span of a year or two of like horror movie musicals which was i guess they were like what a weird mashup and then it kind of went nowhere because it was a weird mashup i saw i saw chicago live oh that must have been fun probably one of the best shows i've ever seen in my fucking life it was unbelievable yeah. the movie chicago isn't bad either actually yeah like, no it's not but like seeing these things live is so that's why it's a different world, yeah. Like that's why these video, the making of videos of the new <coughs> showmen are so cool because it's like literally these artists in a room, like killing themselves, performing their hearts out to get this movie made. And nothing that you do after once the movie's green lit will top the moment that they like they per- just destroyed these songs and like killed it with the fucking Broadway choir. What are we talking about? Tears, I, real tears. Much, you know much so like Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, <laughs> I greatly regret, like, or not regret, but like, if it happened, if I was, if I, there was a circumstance that led me to be able to go see Spider-Man turn off the dark, I would 100% pay. Oh, like, I would pay pretty good money to watch the car accident of, like, and two we're, people, didn't two people get like, seriously like injured, like life-threatening injuries? Yeah, 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 weird like ziplining accidents and stuff like that, Jesus. which I mean... Would you think that this is like this is a post wrestling zipline accident world that like you think that the Broadway zipline situation would be taken care of? But yeah, there were multiple injuries in it. Did it ever even open, or did I it? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that 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 whole play was literally too dangerous to have a run. And then <laughs> you know, it's not like the fucking. It's not like you know. Harriet or fucking the color purple or something where you could have an extended run. No one's going to get killed by doing this play. Yeah. You know, it's so funny, Chris, when you introduce this topic or premise, when you're talking about like things we learned this year, I thought it was going to be like a big existential deep dive into no. our opinions. And then you're like, Oh, this play was fucking cool. Like, 
thought that took such a turn from how I. Yeah, I, I really wanted to shoehorn it, shoehorn in this uh, greatest showman. They had so much preamble. You could have been like, "You guys see the greatest showman?" We would have been like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> dude there's so much weirdness i have spider-man turn off the dark wikipedia page up there's instead of the greek chorus there's the geek chorus eh you, eh? they, they did eh, it get it eh? but yeah they, they throw in everything like carnage swarm craven the hunter electro the lizard like the whole sinister six shows up Oh man, this Any is music weird. though. Good music. What are we talking about? It's uh, I, I haven't heard it's also St. Patrick's Day. So also, also, hang on. We can talk about that if you want. Just wait. One of the greatest things, Lawrence. I know you're a bit of a comic guy. That the the villains that that de- that Spider-Man has to deal with in Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark includes, as we said, Carnage, Swarm, Craven, Electro, the Lizard, and the Swiss Miss. What's the, the Swiss, Swiss Miss? Nobody. It's they invented a new villain like <laughs> for this Broadway thing. Because you know that's what people want to go see. They want to go see Spider Man on Broadway and then be introduced a new villain called the Swiss Miss. So isn't the Swiss Miss the name of the fucking uh, like the Swiss rolls? Isn't that the name of the company? Uh, maybe. Like, uh, I don't know, oh my daddy. god, there are pictures. Yeah, of course there's there's there so yeah like miss miss arrow invents her name to be the swiss miss or somehow so, okay so i'm gonna have to describe this for okay so first of all they have a side by side with the swiss miss and the green goblin the green goblin is wearing a bright green like lime green bodysuit and for some reason has spikes out of its arms and legs and nothing makes sense and then the yeah Swiss the green goblin looks insane but it's one of those things that i feel like a lot of people took shits on it when the images of the broadway green goblin pointed out but i was like until you see that guy like spinning around and dancing on broadway like it might look cool on stage it looks like trash in the photo i'm not going to defend it but like you know what i mean like there's there is like a broadway musical spectacle element to the costume that really might not translate whereas swiss miss looks like a a, uh, a hood ornament <laughs> yeah that's probably the way to say it. it looks like she should be on the top of a cart oh my god there's a there's an article about her on the marvel database guys <laughs> of course she is what a what a insane thing but yeah i would go i would pay money to to watch spider-man turn off the dark if, like, if there was some sort of a way to go see it even though it was and we're featuring music by bono and the edge right like what yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, there was a, original music from U2 in this thing. It's like, it, okay. it, it blows my mind what, what, uh... We, we didn't have to, we didn't have get to listen to that music, so they'll just have to upload it on an iPod without our consent. And get to <laughs> exactly, it's just on all of our devices now. Yeah. <laughs> did uh, Lawrence, did, did you make any, any, any movie, television, uh, discoveries? Uh, I watched season one of The Sinner. Oh, Okay. It I don't was, know what that is. The Sinner is a show about Jessica Biel who murders a guy for no reason and then pleads guilty. And then the detective decides that, you know what? I don't think she's as guilty as she says she is. And he decides that there's a mystery, even though there's nothing pointing to the fact that there's a mystery. And then decides to unra- unravel the mystery for eight episodes. And it's like a tense thriller and the payoff is really underwhelming. Um, <laughs> Fun. Yeah, so that was good. And there's two more seasons that I now uh, I have to watch or else uh, I won't be able to sleep at night. Um, 
I watched Lupin, which I really liked. I love watched so much stuff. We watched Shit's Creek over the last year, which is phenomenal. And if you haven't watched Shit's Creek after listening to this podcast, stop what you're doing and watch Shit's Creek in its entirety. It's such a good fucking show. I've never been able to get into it. I I've, what? I've tried, I it's crazy. It's crazy to me. And it's it's one of those things where I watch it and I think it's funny in the moment, but the like the the itch to be like, and now another one just doesn't ever happen. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch something else. And then I kind of forget about it. And, and like I said, it's not a, not a, not a judgment of the show. It's, it's funny. I like the performances. It's just one of those things where I'm like, that was fun. And then immediately you have no compulsion to like, people are like new season of Shit's Creek. And then they marathon it or do whatever and, and hammer it out. And I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. Am I wrong? Am I wrong, Lawrence? You seem to think I'm wrong. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to say you're wrong because that's very subjective. I just think maybe you have garbage taste. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just I did just that. say I would go back in time and, and pay money to go see Spider-Man, Spider-Man turn, off the, turn off the dark. I'm like, that's it's my bad. opinion. Now every time you've complimented me, I now I have to mentally go back and be like, what it was I? I don't know. <laughs> but no, this was, I love Shit's Creek. And I think just from a comedy standpoint, just like the, the chemistry of Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy is something that's, built over decades and decades and it's like a master class to watch that and just the timing and the writing and the sharpness and the fact that they're building an entire universe with really limited sets and resources it's just kind of they build an entire universe without kind of expanding into this really expensive budget they have it really contained and for me it was just like a master class i was i loved it i was enthralled i had the best time i laughed i cried like literally i can't put over this show enough man I just, ah, oh, so good. The Mandalorian, too. I fucking loved The Mandalorian. Both of these shows, I was just in awe the whole time. I was just like, this is the coolest. So we're like three months out, I guess, from Mandalorian season two finale, uh, which which I guess is also almost, people are, it's almost speculating it's a series finale in many ways, right? Because it's like the, 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 te- the teaser at the end of it says like the book of Boba Fett. So it's like the... Season three of The Mandalorian, it might not be about The Mandalorian that we know from the first two seasons, right? Like, mm-hmm. when you watch the post-credits on Mandalorian, it now says, like, The Book of Boba Fett. So it might be, like, Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett. Mando, the nameless Mandalorian, his 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 run might be done on the show. He got a name, though? Very briefly. I don't know. They don't really... I think they maybe said it once. They, they, they gave Grogu, they gave Baby Yoda a name. I don't really remember if they gave Mandalorian a name. They did. Uh, Jin something. I don't remember it. Maybe. Um, I am down. Give them. I don't give a shit if it's not about him. I do not oh. care. Give Favreau the book. Let him do everything. But, this um, guy is amazing. Weird uh, Luke Skywalker. I didn't know how to feel about that. I felt deeply stared deep into the uncanny valley on that one. And I didn't. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. That's what I said. I said we're three months out, so I'm gonna spoil it. Like this ended okay. in like Christmas. <laughs> like yeah, I know. It's not. I don't care. Also um, that. Also that theme fucking slaps. Can we talk about that? It does. Ludwig right. Göransson is the guy who does that. He did Hassan Minaj's um, uh, intro song to. Yeah. I had like the, yeah, the beat home, kicked in. Homecoming King. Yeah. It was yeah. Incredible. It was so 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 good. Oh, that everything. that I think was a, a loss, a loss of the pandemic was Patriot Act with the San Minaj. I was I, and, yeah, I, and yeah. I the worst is it was like the cancellation happened like 
right before like they were they would have started the new season kind of right before the 2020 elections and i was like a i loved the show and b i was all like whipped up into an election frenzy i was like netflix you conspiracy assholes like i was just like i was like you canceled the sun to silence him like i was ready to to jump on on that bandwagon uh, it was You're such a great show. too much truth to power and you silenced him exactly netflix just wants stuff to be bland <laughs> whatever they greenlit three more murder documentaries yeah exactly that's it because they're not political sarah's watching the nexium uh documentary on hbo right now the nexium series the vow so fucked up okay i didn't watch the vow i watched because the vow is a is a dramatization right it's not the actual doc. no 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 no. it's the real doc it's like the eight seven eight part doc or whatever with all okay. the real it's with all the real footage, and and I'm always I always think I was like, is this like a reenactment? There's so much footage in HD, and they're like, no, because they filmed everything in HD. Okay, so e- Evelyn and I watched that, and it made us so. It is the saddest shit you can watch. It is so depressing. You know it's about this, Chris, crazy. obviously, right? Chris is just Chris, nodding. Chris nodding, is nodding. Chris is nodding, which is great for an audio podcast. Podcast. Can you come get off your phone? Come back to us. Talk to us about. What's next happening? Week. Is it Walter? Was Walter somehow know that we were talking about him at the beginning? No, no, no. I was. I was looking at <laughs> NFL free agency news because uh, we were talking about something that I didn't understand. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, present. Like stuff we didn't understand. Okay. We do. You, do you see do football? Football musicals. I'm there. Star Wars? No. Documentaries. Uh, both. Uh, Did you watch WandaVision? I watched WandaVision. I've watched the first four episodes. How are you uh, not on WandaVision? You're like an MCU guy. I haven't finished yet. I am very excited for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just haven't found the time to finish WandaVision between many of my commitments. I'm a busy guy. Okay, so you're gonna what you're gonna minute? watch you're gonna watch the Snyder Justice League before you finish WandaVision. I understand. I'm probably because a gonna... woman is starring in it. Wow, that is crazy. <laughs> I love Elizabeth Olsen. I think she's great in everything she does. I watched that shitty movie she made with Jeremy Renner where they were lost in Alaska someplace and they were fucking <laughs> hunt, investigating a murder. Like, simmer down, okay? okay. Um, okay You've convinced Olsen, me. A plus. <laughs> all across the board. WandaVision um, was great. I think that was, that was, that was, that was a, that was a pandemic high point. Definitely very wacky. Very, a very different... And I feel like it's kind of shifting now towards more Marvel-y, and that's where it's going to end. Yeah. And I think, and given from the you know natural spoilers you see online, because you can't, if you don't watch something a day of now, if it's impossible, unless you like physically Fuck. mute words, you're fucked. Fuck. Yeah. But I did, I did like the they, because Netflix talks about this with Stranger Things season three or whatever, where also the boy- I never got into Stranger Things. Crazy. We're in a Stranger Things shirt right now. Locked off for you, bro. Hey. Um, but then the, the the boys did it, right? Like the boys season the boys two came great. out, uh, where they like they oh, released. I like I like that too. Yeah, that was a good. But yeah, they released like the three episodes, and then they released it weekly. And one of the things that the showrunners talked about was they were like, with that week to breathe. You're like you can get like riled up and there's like there's the articles and there's the fan stuff and there's whatever. Whereas like when you drop the the release bomb and everybody has to binge it, you're like it exists for like a single news cycle. You have to ignore everything that's written about it online like an, a madman to yeah. like before you finish the entire show. You're like, oh, here's a 10 episode show. And you're like, OK, I'm going to watch it on like a one episode a day. But then you're like, oh, the ending got spoiled because 
yeah. someone marathoned it the first night it came out and yeah. now it's as over. A, as a as a watcher of things you obviously always prefer to have it dropped immediately as a maker of things i think it's better if you have that time like week to week agree and disagree because i do like to the, the like hey have you seen the latest wandavision and you have like a week to kind of enjoy so I'm saying, so I'm saying, yeah no but i'm saying but even as a watcher like you know what i mean oh like, like, yeah i don't know I'm, but, but like i understand another, it's important for the news cycle and stuff but even I as waited, a watcher like yeah that's a double-edged sword too because like people what we saw with wandavision is people would downvote or like go on imdb and trash the finale because mm-hmm. the finale wasn't in line with like whatever fucking theory they had or whatever. Yeah, but people, like people call it the, the best, the best though. Hey, you hate those people. But I read a thing where they were just sort of like, "This is exactly Last Jedi uh, shit," like, because <laughs> they were just sort of like they're like, w- "It it it wasn't the twists and the things you thought that was going to happen." So they're like, "We hate it." Which I also was well, like, no, but like I I'm mean, okay. I have I'm the okay same thoughts like, on Game of Thrones, kids, and you guys okay, shit, here's the, shit on here's me the for thing. it. Here's the thing. But Game of Thrones set up certain things that they did not pay off. WandaVision does too. No, they don't. WandaVision uh, never promises you anything as a show. They say, Wanda's here. Why is she here? They pay that off. This other person, why is that character here? They pay that off. Those people on the outside, what are they doing? They pay that off. There's nothing I will, I will say, I mean, again, if Chris is a little, like, without getting fully into spoilers since Chris isn't up to date, the Evan Peters thing... I think was like a little dicking around with the audience. Which is gratuitous. Funny. Why is that gratuitous? Because they kind of just they they pulled a lost where they they presented it as one thing, but then said, "Oh, what you were watching wasn't, like what? wasn't real." What we never said he was. Why would you expect it? I don't know. Why would I expect that? Because why he was in multiple it? movies as that character, that actor playing that character. Why would I expect that? He's just a guy. Get out of here. Like. That that I thought was a little cheap. Everything else about the show. Sarah cried in the finale, you guys. I cried too. <clears throat> Chris, will I you cry? Too. He will. I, 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 I bet Chris, I would cry. Yeah. Chris is gonna cry. I think that it was also uh I, 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 I just Paul I just finished watching New in. Amsterdam and I'm fucking cried every episode. You watch so. New Amsterdam? Yeah. Why? A lot of television, buddy. You can't Pardon make time me? for WandaVision. <laughs> it's like you watch a lot of television. You can't make time for WandaVision. First of all, it's the only show I threw in here. The other mm-hmm. thing I referenced was a YouTube uh, behind-the-scenes the video. It's a movie! Oh, but you watched on a television. You were on the same app to go to Greatest Showman as you were to get to WandaVision. You went over to Star, past WandaVision, pressed Enter, then went to Greatest Showman. In my defense, the Greatest Showman came out, and this the Greatest Showman thing happened at the very beginning of the year. WandaVision wasn't out yet. And furthermore, <laughs> furthermore, there is nothing better sometimes than getting lost in a medical drama about beautiful people. Uh, this was New Amsterdam? I have a question about that, though. Do, are we over, like, it feels like the same four TV shows are happening again. Medical drama with attractive people. Cops that never, they that, don't like each other. Like, I know, never but stopped, it's, how many times, like, the, I just realized that the guy who's in charge of, like, Chicago Fire and Chicago Police and Chicago 911 or whatever, it's the same fucking dude. It's a shared universe with, like, 30 
seasons of people like you know what i mean like it's insane but, but the yeah, thing is i mean the, the guy who made those chicago shows also made all the law and orders so is that, yeah. it's, it's dick wolf it's, no it's the dick wolf verse it's insane yeah. Yeah, you talk about people who cornered the market. <laughs> He's cornered broadcast television. But it's also, uh, what's his name? Chuck Lore? Yeah. Chuck well, Lore. He does all the like, comedy stuff, right? Like, yeah, he does, does all the comedy. Comedy. Er, heavy then, quotes on comedy, right? Big Bang John, Theory and Two and a Half Men and whatever. Right. And then John yeah, but these Paul. shows have like nine, ten-year runs, 11-year runs. Exactly. And they make money in syndication. These are fucking cash cows. And, and CIS Los Angeles is like fucking, I, I don't watch the show. It's like 15 years it's been on now. It's Dude, crazy. Grey's Anatomy is currently on television in so, season 17. I was in high school when that show came out. It started in 2005. I was still in high school. At the same time, I, I was never a, a Law & Order guy. Uh, but I will say that I saw, because uh, we watch we watch Hulu uh, through yeah. VPN methods. So we get American commercials. I legitimately, despite only That's being illegal. like, it, it's not though. It's questionable as to the legality. That is of it. illegal. That is illegal. Chris. Mm. Chris, tell him. It's Chris. It's we've illegal. lost Chris's attention. No, no, no. I, it's, it's lost illegal. is some football players getting traded to something. You want to talk about it, Chris? I will say, speaking of the sports world, that I wanted to run something We're by you. We're not speaking of the sports world. But I just want to – okay, then before we get to the sports world, I want to say that I genuinely <laughs> marked out for the fact that uh, Christopher Maloney is, like, getting a limited run on this, like, SVU spinoff because he's, he's reprising the character. Or, yeah, like, he is back. He's yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah! Elliot, <laughs> Elliot Stabler. Elliot Stabler's coming back. You know, if that, if that character – that how he was in like the late nineties, early in the two thousands, how he was then, how if he plays that today, that would not age well. I'm friend. interested in seeing what they do with it, right? Like, is it like going to be Jack Bauer? Of a- how would Jack Bauer be received in 2021? I think pretty much the same. He's going to take some guy and torture him for the name of a guy that he has to go torture on his way. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I love Point Four the series though. I know it's I, bad. I television. never watched it. I never watched it. For, that, I, you, I support. You know what? You know what put me off of Twenty Four is that that exit little thing where they do the clock ticking, the beep beep That shit. I saw that once, and I was like, "Fuck this show forever." It it like had an emotional reaction that I can't quantify or qualify. It was a different way of doing television though. I know, were, but it made me real angry. So there were two shows. Two shows that I did not watch, and like, and, and when everyone did, one was Twenty Four, the other was Prison Break, and in both cases, I was like, sit down, I'm like, I'm ready to be like swept away by the by the hype machine and the madness. And both times, I was like, nope, <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, these shows are not for me. And and my understanding is like, like for both shows, first season good, and then kind of downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> It was like the, the same thing when they were like, For what? they had a cool concert. Hmm? What shows? Reynolds Prison Bandit. Break? 24. No, 24's peak was season five. Oh, wow. And that's when they won all their Emmys and shit. Like they won like that series. They beat Sopranos and The Wire that year. Like Wow. Season five is, 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 is it, the peak. Was, can I ask you, though, was it a situation where they know a show's ending, so they just give them all the awards? Like, is that one of those situations? No, because it went on for like another... Th- three seasons then a tv movie and then a spin-off series 
Um, so no, definitely not. Uh, but it was just legitimately a good season of television. The plot points were really interesting. Um, they killed off a bunch of fan favorites, which always helps the show. Oh, so uh, good. You know, it really helps. Yeah, it helps the craziness of the show <laughs> when you kill off, like, the president. They killed off the president. They killed off another uh, Jack Bowers, like, right-hand man, his right-hand man's wife. Like, it was, like, a heavy – and that's how they, mm. the first 50 minutes of the season started – and it all tied into a corrupt president, so it was really interesting. The fifth season was great. Uh, it does get a little wild after that, though. How many? I mean, how the many whole show is wild, but crises but can occur. I would actually in say the first hours. season is the worst season. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. I is feel like a, two. Is this a hot take or what? Two, two through five are the best seasons of Twenty Four. Crazy. What's your What's your hot sports take? Uh... Chris. Uh, you guys see Gord Miller getting into a pissing contest there with Dave Portnoy? I don't know who I don't, I don't know who those people are. You don't know who Gord Miller is? You guys are both hockey guys. Oh, you Gord know Miller. I thought you said Gorb Miller. I'm so sorry. Seriously? <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, you know, Gorb. you know the you know those kids you we all had we one could, in our elementary we school could Gorbin. Scratch off this from the rundown, I guess. Like if they don't know who's, what Barstool who's, is wait, or TSN is. Okay, well, uh, okay, well, I I unplugged from Barstool like a year or two ago, and I was just sick of it. So yeah, that might well, I'm not I'm not here stumping for Barstool. So that might okay, be why. So I'm Gord Miller looking good for 55 though. Can we talk about that? Like, oh, first of all, Gord Miller, I will always have a soft spot in my heart because he was the announcer during the junior tournament. And I love me some junior what hockey. Saying? How do you know who Gord fucking Miller is? I thought you said Gorb. Yeah, oh, that Gorbin. wasn't a joke. You legitimately thought I said Gorb Miller. Yeah, unknown sports entity Gorb <laughs> Miller. I just wanted to make sure I heard you correctly. Anyway, what did what did Gorb Miller say to Portnoy? Uh, he was doing a Twitter Q and A, and somebody asked him. He's like, uh, "Would you ever go on Spitting Chicklets, which is like Barstool's hockey podcast?" And he's like, I would never want to associate myself with Barstool. And Portnoy and Barstool reacted like they always do when anybody lightly criticizes them. They launched a full. Port, Portnoy, the guy who didn't, who doesn't play hockey, on Chicklets. No, Dave Portnoy is the owner and, and like you know the creator and founder of Barstool. Because Chicklets is that guy who I hate, and then Paul. The, it's Paul. It, Chicklets is like Paul Bissonette and like Ryan Whitney. Yeah, I don't mind Whitney. I don't mind Biz, and I don't mind Whitney. But then the other guy, they're like their handler is that that Bostony guy. Probably like, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't listen to Chicklets. I don't. I don't care mostly because I don't care about hockey. Oh, uh, so this happened recently. I found the tweet. This happened. Yeah, so, this happened yesterday. So Gord Miller's quote at 8 p.m. last night. My problem with Barstool is the history of unapologetic misogyny, racism, xenophobia, and the repeated condoning of non-consensual sex. If not oh, yeah. wanting to associate with that makes me part of cancel culture or constitutes virtual signaling or being woke, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, that is... it's, not, it's not a crazy take. My issue with Gord was he went on a radio show today that I listened to locally, and uh, he was speaking about this incident. And he, like, was casually talking about it. The, the big thing whenever Barstool comes up, which is why it's, it's close to home for us, is Barstool's big defense is that they are, are a comedy website, right? 
Yeah. And they're saying these things in jokes, and it's jokes, jokes, jokes. And, like, we can push back and have debates on it. I obviously don't agree with, uh, with what they're doing to comedy on a, on face value. I think they are trolling at the bottom of the barrel for comedy and for laughs. But uh, it's it, you can't go and say that, like, my favorite comedian is Chris Rock, and he's never made a rape joke. And it's like, well, then you don't really know Chris Rock's catalog. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, you know, like it's funny. It's funny. Like I, one of my buddies, uh, literally stopped, uh, stopped listening to Chicklets. Was was a fan of Spitting Chicklets, and when I think they, I think they had uh, Kendall Coin on or whatever, and all of yeah. a sudden, like Whitney Biz and the other guy or whatever were like so respectful and let me tell you about the career or whatever. And my buddy was like, No, you need to ask her about how many dudes she banged. Like, that's that's your bit, you know, and he was like, he's like, if you're going to do that with every you have Austin Matthews on, you're like, oh, the boys had some fun and whatever all the time. Then they had a female hockey player on and then didn't do the bit. I was like, it it, it, to me, like it made it incredibly transparent how ultimately like sexist and shitty they were. Like, if you're going to go on and you're going to be like, boys will be boys and we're going to we're all hockey players. We travel around and we bang chicks and whatever, which is like their thing. And then you have uh, a, a talented That's female hockey player. True. Oh, I'm not, dude. They have actual, like, they have real like stars, right? Like you listen, like, and which is one of the reasons why I think they do well on spitting chicklets is you get to hear some of these guys, like, it's uh, the number like, one sports podcast in Canada. But yeah, you because you get to hear Austin Matthews actually talk about stuff and kind of having fun because like he, they sort of let their guard down around other hockey players like Biz and Whitney. Yeah, you know? because as opposed because to giving the, that same hockey night in Canada cookie cutter bullshit exactly, interview. Exactly, exactly. Oh, you know, we gotta get pucks deep and we gotta work hard in the corners and you start know, getting start getting some slot. bounces going our way. They're giving a hell of a game, no. but we're gonna go out there and uh, and try our hardest. We're, we're gonna stick time. to the game plan. We gotta turn the page. We gotta turn the page quick. We got another one tomorrow night. Yeah, which is like hockey in in my like we're uh, Sarah and I are again. Uh, oh, this is also pandemic year one pandemic related. Sarah and I are finally finishing the last dance. Now that we've been in a, a year, you're giving pandemic. me all types of shit for Wandavision. You haven't finished the last fucking dance yet. <laughs> we picked it up Where and do you put find it down. The balls? I'm not a basketball guy. I'm sorry, but it's yeah, no. a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> but yeah, but that's it. But like, but a part of me, like, it, fantastic. But also, I was like, a part of me as a as a hockey fan, like the the sport I watch the most of is hockey watches the last dance and i'm like god i just wish they would let the guys the players say something anything because this is like such a good time that they're having in the nba where players are allowed to say crazy things and you freak out about it the next day and it becomes newsworthy as opposed to being like great great game great effort by both sides everybody tried their hardest and hockey still need to die for that to happen like (sighs) legitimately too many old heads need to pass on before the game yeah. could change, because it's much yeah. like baseball, it's a hockey's a sport that its fans beg people to like it as much as they do, and also are stuck in such an old traditional way of thinking. And I really enjoy baseball; I'm a baseball guy. But like, if somebody tells me they hate baseball, I'm not gonna try to convince them that they they're they're wrong. <laughs> you know, Yo, Reese Reese threw me under the fucking bus once. Okay, so friend of the show and brother Reese Turner threw me under the motherfucking bus. I was meeting a stand-up comedian out of Boston named Barry Crimmins, who has since passed away, rest his soul. Excellent comic. Sounds like a baseball player, though. Sounds like a baseball player. I remember this story. Like, Barry Crimmins sounds like a great baseball name. He does. And also, also he's... um, 
there's a documentary about him called uh, They Call Me Lucky, which is kind of documenting his abuse as a child and then his efforts when he came when he started doing comedy and the advent of the internet and AOL chat rooms to stop online predators from attacking children and his work to kind of get legislation changed in the United States. It's directed and I think put together by Bobcat Bobcat Goldthwaite. So anyway, that's the pitch. Go watch it. It's phenomenal. It's a little bit sad, but you know, trigger warning. You've been you've been warned. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met this guy. I went to go see his show with which had Kurt Metzger with it too. So there was just a big night. It was at the old works. Um, I went rest outside to have a cigarette. Yes, <laughs> rest in peace, the works. Uh, mm-hmm. And I had a smoke. And Barry Crimmins was there. Asked me for a lighter, and we I was chatting and whatever. And he was super nice, and we just talked shit, and it was good. And then Reese was there, and Reese was talking to him to a bit. And they start talking baseball because Crimmins was a big baseball guy. And Reese was, you know, former baseball player, still plays, I think, beer league from time to time. And uh, he's talking about, like, Crimmins was talking, like, really waxing poetically about, like, baseball's the best sport. You can just, just the aura and everything happening. And he was really getting into it. And Reese just looks at me and goes, like, uh, you know who hates baseball? This fucking guy. And he just, like... <laughs> Crimmins just looks at me, he goes, not everyone understands the game. And I was just like, you, <laughs> you son of a bitch, Reese, how oh, dare you? Oh, such a shitty move, Reese. Wow, so unnecessary. So unnecessary. That's a shitty move. Yeah. I, I will say over the overall Barstool thing, it kind of feels like one day we're going to get to a breaking point. Because I, I don't care for Barstool. I understand why people don't like him. I understand how they're past with the issues with racism, sexism, misogyny. There's certain things that they've said that will never be unsaid. I wonder, because of the the way the world is, is there always going to be a bar stool? Yeah, 100%. Just like, it, yeah. like, there'll always be Rush Limbaugh. Like, there'll be someone to replace him. You know what I mean? Like, they'll find their audience no matter what. Like, because they're... not everyone on Barstool is, like, Portnoy, like, you know, like I enjoy part of my take as a podcast. Mm. It's very much different than the rest of the operation there at Barstool. But I'm just wondering, like, is there ever a boiling point where they like they have these hissy fits when people criticize them? It bugs me because I legitimately I remember, criticize. Like, I remember when Barstool started that I was like jazzed that there was like a comedy sports thing. And then you all were. <laughs> and then it was the same joke. <laughs> like repeat like repeat ad nauseum you know like you're like oh cool this is shitty like uh, um but a number of guys our age they couch their their quote-unquote admiration for barstool this way it's like you know i don't agree with everything they say and a lot of it's you know you know whatever but like i enjoy the pizza reviews and i enjoy like i just said i enjoy this podcast so like, yeah. you know it's like the fucking Portnoy has been eating on these pizza reviews for years and it's just <laughs> him eating a piece of pizza. Fucking yeah. genius. It's it's awful how genius some of his moves are. Starting a sports book nah. and then giving out shitty fucking bets and then making more money than Vegas sports books off your like regional sports book. Hilarious. <laughs> Why didn't we think of that? We should. We should start that. <laughs> we should start. Get us some start West, sports West, book. West Island Little League sports book, Chris. Come on. Go plug yeah. yourself. Go You're plug yourself national gaming. <laughs> get get behind hundred and twenty million. Get behind what's, uh what's that? Hundred and twenty million what? Dollars. Yeah. That's his net worth right now. Yeah, he's so Jewish. 
I was gonna say we know the get get the get the Cunningham's guys in there. They have like little league connections and whatever else like that. We'll start an amateur West Island little league sports book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're gonna have people. We're gonna walk around the diamond during games, and we're gonna have people put bets. Hey, you think your kid's gonna win? Oh, diamond. Oh, look at look at Corber with the big baseball term. Oh, (laughs) the diamond. (laughs) We're gonna walk around the baseball square. I'm going to walk around the pitch, you know? I think, um, I don't know. Like, for me, I always, whenever someone, here's my big reservation. Whenever someone comes out and they say, well, we're going to talk about this topic, but we're also going to do comedy. People treat that as a license to be unrepentant assholes and say whatever the fuck they want and then hide behind it as comedy. And nine times out of ten, it's someone who's either, trying to say that they're shrieking political correctness or they're shrieking the big media or things like that. But it just comes off as them being cunts because they're running their fucking mouth about bullshit. And then they try and hide behind the fact we're trying to be funny. We're trying to do this. None of these people are dropping a fucking comedy album. None of these people give a shit about comedy. People are looking for a safe haven to kind of express their fucked up opinions. And then they're, oh, it's a sports show. We're telling jokes. No, you're not. You're, you're like making fun of rape victims and posting pictures of Tom Brady's naked kid. Fuck you. Get out of here. You know? Is it just me? Yeah, but then guys like Tom Brady become friends with Portnoy and then help, you know, help him grow his brand and shit. Yeah, that, that's so it. It's like, like I said, like the, and like the, the problem whole, with the whole chicklets thing is like the I a lot of people have told me that like literally the best interviews with NHL players where they sound like actual human beings are on spitting yeah. chicklets. Where you're like, oh yeah, if you want to get to know the players and find out what their actual personality is like, they're they suddenly are the podcast where you can do that. There's the Pat, only podcast. Pat, Ma- Pat McAfee is the only person that could rival Barstool in terms of being able to have these fun interviews with athletes where they're at ease and not thinking they're talking to like the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> but you know, and Pat McAfee left Barstool for a bunch of reasons, but. Um, you know, like I get bummed. Out. I listen. I listen to I listen to Puck Soup a lot, and they haven't had interviews in a really long time. But like, I like I like Wachinski a lot. Like, who's kind of unbearable though? He can be, and and it's and it's like it's it's a bummer because, uh, nope, whatever. I don't know the guy. Puck Soup got worse when Dave Lozo left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I was like, because Lozo like tempered Wyshynski really well and then and apparently Lozo did really well for himself because he went on to uh was it was it Katie Strand's show on Fox Fox Sports One whatever it was the garbage time like uh he was writing bits for garbage time and stuff so he did well but yeah that's it I was like I do like I, I hate listening to just like pure sports podcasts because I don't care about sports enough to like devote like an hour, an hour and a half of my day to just listening to people talk about it. I can't do that. My, I don't know if it's ADHD or whatever, but yeah, like I do like to have those like sports podcasts, but we also do a little bit of pop culture and we're funny. I don't need you to be comedians. I just need you to not act like you're reading the news, which is I think my biggest gripe about sports media in general is it's not news. It's sports. None of this matters. It's yeah. like, why do you treat it so much like news? <laughs> 
You know what I'm like? Well, because there's so much money involved for people to do that. Like, March Madness Madness starts tomorrow, and, Mm -hmm. like, there's this quintessential problem with college sports where it's like you're you're watching this exciting sporting event, but also remember that none of these kids are getting paid, and people are making billions off these kids, so it's like a catch, like, 22. (laughs) It's like, I really love watching, and I I love it. I mean, like, well, I think my favorite sports announcers ever, also. Uh, I love watching... You know, college football, but then it's like none of these kids get paid, and it's like it's a real bummer. It's a real fucking bummer. <laughs> a uh, another a, a victim of the pandemic was Bell Media. Uh, after they got 123 million dollars of bailout money or whatever the heck it was, and did the Bell Let's Talk campaign, they wiped and, out our local and, news division, <laughs> and then fired everyone. <laughs> they shut down. Yeah, they wiped out the they wiped out the newsroom, right? They wiped out the CJD or whatever newsroom, which I think was also related to CTV. Uh, they also like there was a radio. They did it. They shut down one of their sports radio stations in Calgary or uh, Edmonton or whatever, mm-hmm. which no one at the station even knew about. They just like literally fe- like some people started calling up people while they were getting like because the, they tweeted or whatever. People were finding out on Twitter. And then they also broke up uh, Jay on right and Dan O'Toole. They fired uh, they fired Dan. Dan Dan. They fired Dan off Sports Center, which was like the only funny thing that TSN had going on. Yeah, Dan uh, and Dan. Didn't exactly take it in stride. <laughs> One of the greatest things, though, was uh, the the Dan, Dan quote or whatever. Like, I, it was like an interview with him where he was just sort of like, oh, if I'd have known last night would have been my last episode, I would have done something special. Ah, who am I kidding? I would have half-assed it anyways. <laughs> I was like, you're great, Dan O'Toole. Uh, cl- putting a close, put a ribbon on it. Guys, what do we we're we're potentially we had a, a promise of uh, vaccines by the Fight Nationale. That was that was the promise. Yeah, that was well, made. yeah, and I think you know it's going to be a summer of just you know sex, drugs, and alcohol, baby. Yep. For I think a lot of for a lot of other people, for me, it'll for not be us, drugs. no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for me, it's going to be a lot of wedding planning. Cha- Jake's, oh yeah, I, do, I should start planning my wedding. That's a great call. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, we haven't really started planning the pandemic, I, I, and everyone's like, oh, well, that's uh, like, shit. Oh, let's try to get married now. You're right. I, yes. I, I like, I enjoy calling uh, all my friends on a, a regular basis, and our, my last, yeah. my last uh, big phone call with Lawrence, I, I threatened him basically and said, if you fucking get married during this pandemic and we're not invited, I'm gonna fucking lose my shit. I think that's I mean, exactly. I mean, um, yeah, I remember there there was 75 minutes of threats in that call, so I'm thanking you for being specific. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I, Chris is essentially saying, saying, look, I need you to spend a lot of money and wait out this whole COVID thing so that I can attend. Look, we'll just live stream it. We'll put it on Facebook Live. This will be the, the, wait, no, the no, 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 wait, I have a better This is not this be, what I wanted! <laughs> this will be the first Patreon exclusive of nine to five dot cc lawrence's wedding if you lawrence's wedding is behind a paywall if you you join the five dollar tier you can see my nuptials nice who asked the questions though if we're wrapping this up oh yeah the the covid thing isn't it great that israel is like the most uh vaccinated country and every every other country is like crying foul about it. And to me, that's the most Jewish shit ever that they overpaid for the vaccine to fuck with the market. Like I could just imagine Israel calling Hello Pfizer. 
it is Israel. Hello, yes. Uh, we pay you more, maybe cash, no tax. And then Pfizer's like, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> and they just destabilize <laughs> everyone in the Middle East. That's wild to me. That's it's, very Jewish. It's crazy. The, I mean, the uh, the one thing I don't have many thoughts on Israel, other than if you if you if you, if you pay the money and whatever, you get it. I feel like I'm, everyone crying foul. I'm like, what are you bitching about? But what what hurts me on the inside is I have a buddy who lives in Idaho, and they're apparently going to have it. Well, and I, and I use air quotes on this. They're going to be fully vaccinated by the end of April, which is to say that everyone who wants a vaccine will have a vaccine in Idaho, which it's a it's a it's a red state. So, I mean, they might only be actually fully vaccinating 60 percent of their population as like 30 percent of Republicans or whatever. Well, Republicans don't get vaccines, too. It's like it's just like the 2021. Buddy, it's not <laughs> mandatory. You can't mandate people. And they did. They recently did a poll and 30 percent of Republicans said that they had reservations about getting the vaccine. 70 percent of Republicans don't, though. Right. But I'm just saying, but if it's a strong red state like Idaho, that means 30 percent of the population is not getting vaccinated. There's almost no Democratic votes there. The, the term strong and Idaho have never been put together before you just did. <laughs> strong Idaho potato farmers. Yeah, yeah, done. A lot of a lot of offensive linemen come out of Idaho. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And they all interview on. Not many Our wide state. receivers. I wonder why that. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I was like, that that irks me. Is that like, it's one of those things that's just eating away at my soul. That like America's probably going to be ahead of the vaccination campaign when they have triple the mortality rate of Canada. Like, I, I, I mean, up- there's a there's an understandable reason. One, yeah. they're richer than us. Two, oh, yeah. they. All the drug companies are based there. Yeah, there's also there's an emer- there's emergency measure stuff where they have to like legally speaking sell yeah. to the, a certain amount of. Uh, I I stop I stop short of saying good for America that they're getting all these vaccines first because they deserve it, but like I generally understand the reason why they're yeah. getting them first. But that but <laughs> there it, are it, people it, that I know like people that I consider friends that like are seeing other people complain that Canada's only getting like you know a fraction of the rate of, of the u.s it's like yeah but the americans deserve it they've been through so much that's like, like part excuse of, me you did you did some of that yourself i mean I, lawrence knows this i beat up my cars on a regular basis in my youth oh, does, oh. does that does that mean i deserve Under, a break <laughs> you know you know hey, hey chris, chris, chris we noticed you 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 punched 40 holes in the rear of your camry so you're gonna get a Camry before everyone. Else. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get Camry before everybody. I was else like, stop, why stop at Camry? You're gonna get like a Ferrari or something. You're just sort of like, here's a yeah, nice. Me and a, me and a Ferrari is a look Ferrari wants out there, you know. Yeah, the thing about Chris is his knees aren't great, so getting in a car that low is not. Uh, you know, but not the, the old, an old Roadster Ferrari you could do, I think. Uh, I have the hair. I have the hair for a Ferrari, but nothing else. That's yeah. a solid weight. A, I have great hair that would that would look good in a Ferrari, but like I'm too big, I'm too broke. Like I'm working on the big thing, the broke thing. We'll see. Maybe if I yeah, you've been working out. You know, trying to do some things, Corbs. Trying to do some things. You know, we're back yeah, on that good. tips. Healthy you know? living. I will say, I will say that was another pandemic thing. I worked out probably more than I ever have in my life in the last year. Really? Out of, I, out, of out of sheer mental like craziness. Like it was like worked out. Lawrence worked out for a stretch from when he had to move in and when he had to get everything in the house done. And then since then, it's been hibernating for Lily Bear until yeah. it's it's time for the wedding. And then he'll, like, do soups for a month. 
He'll go on to Walter J. Ling guy from a couple of years ago where all he does is eat, drink soup water and vodka. And yeah. he'll slim down what? for the wedding. Per- you don't remember you don't when Walter was like crash dieting pri- pre-wedding? I don't remember that. Oh, it was, it was a nightmare. That. It was pre-wedding, but also a couple of years ago he did it again uh, for his birthday month. He spent the whole July just drinking cup of soups and double vodka sodas. <laughs> did he lose a lot of weight? Yeah, lost like thirty pounds. You don't remember? But I, but I think I don't think you can keep that weight off because no, 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 solid no. fluid, you just explode, right? Yeah, it's it's the take take a look at Walter at his wedding photos. Like he there there was a stretch, uh, and Walt Walter talked about it this summer, where it was like because uh, Walter Walter and Raz when it, when it was legal to do so came up to the came up to the cottage for a weekend, and, and we're just like hanging out in swim trunks as as you do at the cottage and whatnot. And Walter was like, "Hey, do you remember that like three month period where like you were bigger than I was?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "I remember that." It was like the fall, literally leading up to his his wedding, where I was at probably my heaviest, and he was like svelte. <laughs> like it was it was peculiar. Where I was like, like I remember I remember it was a very clear picture. We were at we we had gone to a cabin in Lake George. This was right around his wedding time. And like I came out of the bathroom or something, I'm wearing like pajama pants and like a tank top, and he's like, "Bro, are you heavier than me?" <laughs> and he was like, he was so pleased. I was like, "No," and he's like, "No, I think you are." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And that, but but then at the same time, he was to Chris's point, drinking soup and vodka. Like that was his entire diet, and he was hitting the gym real hard. Like uh, looked great on his wedding day. He was looks good in a white suit. That's what I'm saying. That's it. That's how we do. That's how you, how you get it off for the wedding, baby. I, I did that too. That was I think that was the, the the sec. This is like the second time I've kind of gone on a workout kick for a little bit longer. But the first time was also the wedding. Like it was like we got engaged in August and we were getting married in April. And then it was like after New Year's, the, like the New Year's before the wedding. And I was like, I'm going to start working out because I'm going to have photos taken of me by a professional. Yeah. I have photos taken by a professional of me all the time, and never. Oh, you're a big shot comedian. I'm a small time comedian, but I'm a really big deal in my own head, and uh, yeah. Uh, so to wrap wrap so, it up, lessons learned. Do we do we do we ask each other five questions? Um, lessons learned is if we're if we're doing a one year pandemic look back, the lessons learned are uh, be 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 kind. Don't be a prick. And if you think someone else is being a prick, not every opinion needs to be shared. Unless you're on a podcast, then speak your mind. But otherwise, no, I was going to say, I, if someone else is being a prick by not wearing a mask, you can be a prick right back to them. I yeah. Think, and tell and them to put on a mask. Yeah. In conclusion, be yourself because everyone else is taken. Chris? Um, Whoa, uh, Chris is just lotioning up here. What is oh about to happen? Yeah. He's got some Shea cocoa butter. Okay, this is going on the forearms are going. Just okay, about to log another. off. Just starts bumping yeah. lotion. <laughs> just, just, just a couple, just a big old bump. And then he went back for two more. Like, no, nah, it's not going to do it. <laughs> What's going and on Chris on the other like, tabs there, Chris buddy? Is like, Chris is like, Chris is like, yo, I got like a solid two more minutes of talking to these fucks. And then it's go time. I have about Where's five minutes wall? before I got to get on and play Jackbox. So I got <laughs> Plenty of time. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna play Jackbox. I gotta watch a movie for a movie podcast I'm doing tomorrow. Uh, um, uh, but uh, first of all, there's nothing wrong with moisturizing. Moisturizing your skin is is always here, here. recommended. 
Uh, second of all, you have a um, moisturizer next to your computer, though. Is my point. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. Both carry on. So close First of all, my, second of all, it's my work computer. <laughs> so there's none of that happening. Okay. Uh-huh. And third of all, you, would you waste this on lube? It's fucking cocoa radiant. Um, yeah, treat yourself, Chris. Yeah, nine dollars to jerk it. That's fucking. Yeah. You know, your penis can get dehydrated, too. It's balmy out. It's like a weird change of weathers. You need to make sure you moisturize and that the humidity's right. There's a lot that goes into it. I just keep my arms soft for the ladies' boys. You know, we appreciate just, uh, it. Well, lessons learned. What are we looking for? I, I will say, right, I, and when I realized that this was the one-year thing, I was like, there. I said it to Sarah today, where I was like, you know how when you need to go, like, pee, you need to go like worse and worse the closer that you get to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like you need to like you're like it's fine when you're on the subway, but then as you're like walking home, it's like it's worse when you're like with the keys. You're like oh my god, and you're like like twitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like sprint and you barely make it. I feel that now that they've started the vaccination rollout, my like pent up insanity <coughs> is is worse. Like when when there was no end date, I was like I could do this forever. But now that there's, like, a light at the end of the tunnel, like, now I'm starting to be like, why isn't it June? And why don't I have my date? Like, now yeah. that there is an end goal, I'm suddenly much more impatient for it. If they had just said, like, this is forever and, and you just have to deal with it, I would be somehow more patient. But now that they've put a date in my head of, like, they when they say September, we'll all be vaccinated, I'm like, that's six months away and that's forever. But then I'm like, we just did 12, you know? Like... I don't know. I think things I learned this year, unfortunately, is that uh, you can't fix stupid. Uh, you cannot fix stupid. Um, so don't try to. Don't just, just you know, don't even bother. Just that's, learn, my, that's my advice. That's stupid. All the be time. stupid. I know. Me too. I love how they were, t- we're we're looping this back in with Walter, but <laughs> overall we can't fix stupid. We're gonna see stupid. We could hopefully try to fix the o- overtly violent and like the murderous cops. Maybe we can fix that. Mm-hmm. And maybe can uh, you know cops shouldn't be abducting women and fucking oh, murdering them. Uh, cops, you know, shouldn't be fucking you know excusing you know, fucking terrorism, but that's another story for another podcast. He had a bad day, Chris. You know? You can't fix stupid. Moisturize as much as you can. Yes. And, and I'll and, say I'm really fo- looking forward to uh, doing the podcast with you guys, like, face-to-face with, like, a beer and whatnot. That's an exciting thing that I'm, like, I'm like, oh, wow, that might happen in the next, like, six months. The and show might be... Yeah, if we were uh, uh, we if we were a shitty podcast, we would have already met up in person. Probably. True. I have a proposition, and I want to. I'm gonna close with this. When's we're allowed to have a like a like a, a in person podcast? I think we should do an impromptu shit show, where we all take Ubers and we're very responsible, and then we get absolutely blasted, just absolutely hammered. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. And, but like we don't record until we're like barely speak. Yeah, I think I <laughs> it's think like we, we don't even press record recording. until we're like three sheets. Like a couple, yeah, a couple. <laughs> Chris, three sheets to the wind. Have you heard that one before? Yeah, I got it. Thanks. Uh, okay. Because yeah, dollars you know, to you're only, donuts. You're only yesterday's salad or whatever. It was a shame. I mean, not to say it. I just shame. never heard that one. Neither did you. You have to look it up. I know. It's also Why it's a shame. Why? 
I was going to say, don't it's a shame that the vaccine don't is not fully, uh, like, it's not the quickest rollout. Because Ines and I were joking about it last year. Because uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Ines and I have the exact same birthday. Oh. We're birthday buddies. We're Gemini twins on the May 26th. So, yeah. so we were like, oh, shit, maybe we should do, like, a, a hilarious, like, old person, young person birthday. Where we make our her young friends and my old friends just, like, cram together into a situation that's awkward for everybody. But it doesn't look like that's going to be like the safest thing yep. yet. But maybe one day. Mm-hmm. Because maybe. one of the people is a murderer. Oh, shit. But which? Okay. <coughs> uh, everybody enjoy uh, Zack Snyder's cut of Superman yep. and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Try to find the all... time to watch four hours of movie over this week. <laughs> Glorious weekend in Montreal, though. Don't Don't watch the movie. Go outside. Yeah, but make sure you're home by 9.30 when you will then have enough time to watch any amount of movies. Fair enough, fair enough. We're still All in right. lockdown. Uh, Corber, how's AEW? Stopping recording. Not bad. It's good. Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um... Thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, We really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all you can go to uh, patreon.com slash nine to five cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way it really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part we're really not trying to make a profit on this um, and also if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show you can uh, contact us either on facebook or on twitter there's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and uh, and let us know and if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and uh, plugs something a uh, big thank you as always to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show uh, Walter J. Ling who is technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Korber and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening thank you for choosing Go Plug Yourself uh, as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day Thank you. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.